0: FOSS CORPORATION, LLC. I woke up my daughter, Chloe, and was giving her a bath, and Chloe was three. She was giggling and having a conversation, answering questions about herself, but the person that she was having a conversation with wasn't there. Well, we definitely knew that something was going on by the words that she was using. She's using words that she had never heard us use. Saying she wanted to be a ballerina. She was talking about a pirouette. My wife started asking her, who is she talking to? She said there was a princess standing in the bathroom in a floor-length dress with big puffy shoulders, tight sleeves, and she was talking to her. When you realize your child is talking to something that you can't see or control, it's a very scary moment. Hi, this is Toby and Tony from Maine Afterlife Research Society and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome! I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, August 10th, 2020, episode 237. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, it's great to be back in the hot seat. Unfortunately, this whole COVID thing is still going strong over here in the states. We're seeing some schools are opening, and unfortunately, there's been a spike in COVID infections in those states. And now some of the other states are considering remote learning, which, you know, I think that's a good thing. But enough about that. You guys came here to listen to some ghost stories, and we're going to do listener stories yet again. And man, we have been putting a big dent in our backlog lately, which is a good thing, because I thought it was getting a little bit too big. And now it's finally dwindling down, slowly but surely. But if you guys want to send in your own paranormal experiences, merely send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, you know, everything's going pretty smooth over here. I suppose the only thing I want to remind you guys of is the RPA Network has a new category called Entertaining Short Films, which is going to contain short films about 10 minutes on up from indie creators. And it's not always going to be Paranormal or twilighty, although we're going to try to get those out to you. But more feel-good type of films. Something a little bit different, a little bit more content for you guys instead of the weird and strange and the paranormal. Just in case you guys are getting a little bit tired while you're browsing the libraries of the network. And those are going to be released with the video shows on the first Friday of every month. So the video shows will be coming out along with a new short film. So I hope you guys enjoy that new category. And you can go to realparanormalactivity.com. On the right-hand side is the categories. You can find it there. Or through the RPA app, just tap on the video tab, and the short films will be listed there. Other than that, yeah, everything's gone pretty smooth. So just remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, will be a new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail. And this coming Wednesday is a new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And so with that... Hey, let's get a show on the road. And you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two. the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are gone. Yeah, it's been pretty warm over here, but it's nice and cool. And as always, grab a beanbag over there in the corner and find an empty spot on the floor. Don't forget to go to the freezer and grab a popsicle. A nice little treat while you're listening to the stories. And as usual, I'm going to get behind my desk here and get comfy. And Britt sent me her packet by email and I printed those up, so let's take a look here. Oh yeah. Thank you, Britt, if you're listening. That really helps us out. Yeah, Britt's been uh, staying back just due to uh, some cases have been uh, escalating. So we're just playing it safe. But she's fine. I'm fine. We'll see what we can do to get her back here. I miss her, man. Miss you, Britt. And, yeah, looks like... Oh, man, looks like we got a a little bit of everything. Some short ones, some medium ones. And we got a long one here. Okay. Let me take a sip of my green tea before we get started. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by sleeping, and it's titled, I think activity is in my home. Okay, sleeping. Let's see what you got, man. One night, I went into the bathroom to get ready to shower. I turned on the light and air vent, and of course, the door was shut. As I was turning around in the shower, the shower curtain was clinging to me a little bit. I didn't think much of it, but As I turned my back towards the shower curtain, it was much more than a clinging feeling. My bottom was grabbed. I thought maybe it was my husband. Sometimes he would come in to ask me a question or to flirt. I opened the shower curtain to yell at him, and he wasn't there. He hadn't come in the bathroom, and the door was still shut. I continued with my shower and thought maybe I had overreacted. When I got out of the shower, my right shoulder was red and scratched. It looked like it had several deep scratch marks and it was puffy, itchy, and burning. I showed my husband and he found it odd. I went to bed and my bedroom looks into our bathroom. I saw a faint black shadow reflecting in the bathroom mirror which startled me, but being logical, I thought, well, maybe it was a reflection from the TV in our room. I kept lying there when a few minutes later I saw a misty white shadow in the doorway of our bathroom. I looked at my husband and said, did you see that? He said, see what? He's a huge skeptic, so I said, "Uh, nothing. It must have been the reflection of the TV making shadows. It freaked me out. He agreed, and we shortly went to sleep. I awoke in the middle of the night to hearing voices. I heard a couple of words, but couldn't quite make them out. I tried to go back to sleep, and then I heard something fall in our room. My first thought was that maybe the alarm clock got kicked off the end table. My hubby woke up at 6 a.m. and the alarm clock was still in place, and so was everything else in her room. Now, I'm wondering if maybe I have an overactive imagination or is there a spirit really bothering me? I guess it's possible for a spirit or spirits to be attracted or attached to someone. Do you think this could be the case? Thank you for all that you do. And that's from Sleeping. Hey, Sleeping, thank you very much for sharing that. Great story. Yeah, you know, these types of stories are, um, you know, it's sometimes it's just hard to figure out. And, you know, I'm no expert, but uh, I'll give you my take on it. It sounds like that, you know, you don't mention anything else at near the end of the story that it continues on, this sort of thing, in your house. So, you know, I'm just thinking that this is like a one-time thing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the, the sound in your bedroom at night sounded like something falling. Uh, you know, it could be anything. You're sleepy, you're groggy. Uh, the voices, you know, when you're exhausted or really drowsy and you're just starting to fall asleep, especially if you've been stressed for the whole week or you had a stressful day it is possible for your brain to give you um, audio hallucinations you know you could hear you know what sounds like whispering or murmurs but it's really on your head and that can happen especially um like the whole sleep paralysis thing when you just wake up and you're extremely groggy you can hear voices too um You know they found out that it's just uh, a hallucination of sorts you know definitely when you've been really really stressed out and you're just exhausted it can happen as far as the shower thing um, that's interesting you know the whole curtain thing yeah you could be overreacting I'm guessing it's one of those you know plastic curtains like most shower curtains are and they can stick to you you know you're wet it's wet that sort of thing but then again, you thought it grabbed your rear end, and that's um, you know that's a sensation that is kind of hard to uh, to fake. But then again, who knows? Um, yeah, the scratches though. You know, sometimes I scratch myself. You know, because you get an itch, and you're you're really engrossed in whatever you're doing. In this case, you're taking a shower, washing your hair, enjoying the hot bath, whatever and just out of reaction you scratch yourself and then now you're noticing it when you get out of the shower you got these scratches on your shoulder uh yeah i've you know i've done that sort of thing scratch myself and you know on my neck sometimes and whatever i go to shave and i'm looking in the mirror and i see these scratch marks on my neck right they're still red uh and i don't remember scratching myself so you know you got a combination of these things But, you know, it could be What do I know? And yeah, we do get stories about um, attractions Which is one of my things I don't like (laughs) to read about I read a lot of stories about, you know People going out, investigating Or just uh, not even investigating Just going to an old home, visiting somebody uh, And something likes them And just follows them around Sometimes for months, sometimes for a lifetime You know, those are the extreme cases So yeah, it is possible, I guess well yeah, you know, I if it continued on with odd things going on in your house, like this was the first type of thing happening, uh, yeah, I would lean towards more of, yeah, there might be something going on but seeing as this is just a one time thing and it's not exactly in your face, right? Type of thing that you can't just ignore it. The whispers, you're you know, you're groggy in the middle of the night you might you thought you heard something fall, it could have been anything. You know, the whole shower curtain thing. Yeah, you know, those things do stick to you, and who knows. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm no expert. So, you know, you guys out there in the audience, what do you think? But, uh, yeah, sleeping. I wouldn't really worry about it. It looks like this was a one-time thing. And so, yeah, thank you very much for sharing. I love the story. All right, what do we got next? Yeah, these are kind of uh, stories like that one. It's just, uh, you know, so hard to to definitely say, yeah, you got paranormal activity, right? So you got to be careful about that. And you guys know me. I just don't jump, you know, into the paranormal. I always like to, you know, you old timers out there know this. I like to debunk first, uh, I believe firmly. And, you know, you got to try to debunk everything before jumping into, you know, the supernatural magic curses, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing and usually there is a explanation yeah but uh when you uh, exhaust you know logic uh, that's when it gets interesting that's when you go okay you know, what do we got here right <laughs> okay little wing is now streaming on paramount plus i'm in a period of emotional people there's all the oh, i don't care crap Okay, Sanctuary, let's see what you got, man. Note, this experience is not directly based around me, but my brother when he was around three to four years old. As a big sister, I always wanted to protect my brother even when we fought like normal siblings do. But when strange things started to happen, I felt helpless. Not only because I was nine years old, it was a fact that I couldn't see what was causing it. It started slowly when we moved to a new home in a complex. My little brother was still at the stage where on odd occasions he would climb into our parents' bed and sleep there, but the majority of the time he would sleep in his own room. After about two months being there, my brother's behavior changed. He would leave his light on when sleeping, or when going up the stairs. And if we tried turning them off, he would start crying and screaming for them to be turned back on. Our parents just narrowed it down to him being scared of the dark. But before this, he never had a problem with the lights being off. It was not long before he started sleeping with our parents more frequently, and when they tried to get him to sleep in his own bed he put up a big fuss. They ended up moving his mattress to their room when his sleepover seemed to be permanent. I was young, so I ignored his antics as being the baby of the family. I ended up believing something else was going on after that one single day. We were playing together in his room with his Hot Wheel cars in front of his closet where his toys are kept. I noticed he always kept the closet door shut, even when getting toys from it. So thinking it was just him being a good little boy, I suggested we keep it open while we played with the toys, and once the toys are all cleaned up, we close it. He simply said no, and when I asked why, he continued to say no. Not getting any real answer, I decided to do it myself not really seeing any point on keeping something closed when there are things in there we want. And in that split second, my little brother slammed the closet door before I could open it, even a crack, yelling at me, Stop! He's in there! I remember my brother's face on that day being on the verge of tears with the most scared expression because of a door being opened. I didn't try opening that door after that, but I did ask him about who he was, and every time he got this look on his face, like he was remembering a bad memory, and said it was the man who stood in his closet. I never got a name, just that he was a man who always stood there and watched him if the door was left open. It never escalated to a dangerous point other than noises upstairs when no one was up there. Our cat staring at something when there is nothing there and follow it with her eyes as if she were watching something move. During the night, I would often hear her running around the house and meowing as if she was playing with someone, but I can't say this is paranormal. I just odd behavior since she usually sleeps through the night. I have always had a thing for the paranormal, so I consider that someone died in or near the house. However, the complex was fairly new, and if any death happened, I would have heard of it sooner or later. I always consider it to just be my little brother's imagination getting the best of him, but I can't see imagination making someone that scared and he reacted just as scared of a single empty room in our aunt's new house. All I know is that at the age of 11, he started sleeping in his own room and never mentioned a man. And so, is he gone? Now, perhaps it is true about children being more sensitive to the paranormal and that we eventually lose this sensitivity. I just wish I knew if the man was still there or not, but if my brother is no longer affected by it, I am content with not knowing. Love the podcast. And that was from Sanctuary. Hey, Sanctuary, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, man, great story as always. Um Yeah, here's another one. Uh you don't really know. Is it uh you know, you said he's three or four years old and he started acting this way before he didn't mind having the lights off. Uh is it imaginary? Who knows? But I do find it curious later on in the story, uh, you know, it never got dangerous. It's just your brother didn't like sleeping in his old room alone with the lights off. But you started hearing noises upstairs at night uh, when no one else is home and the cat's acting a little funny. Well, you know, animals throughout the night, you never know. You know, the cat might have heard something in the walls like mice, right, running around, falling it through the walls. That could be a thing. You know, what I would do is... You know, he stayed that way, your brother, until the age of 11. That's kind of, yeah, he's pretty old then when he decided to start staying in his own room. Uh, Have you tried talking to your brother? I'm expecting that this was in the past and maybe he's older now, right? Both of you are. Uh, I would just ask him about that time. Maybe he'll remember, you know, back when he was, like you said here, three or four years old, he had this thing about his closet back at the old house <laughs> i'd be curious to see uh what he has to say but well, yeah i don't know uh it could be like i said i'm no expert but uh you know that's quite of a long period of time you know three or four this sort of thing started staying in your parents room didn't like the lights to be off in his room all the way till 11 so you got this long span of like I said, nothing really happened. Just, you know, you hear every once in a while, you hear something upstairs. Every once in a while, the cats run around at night. Uh, but, you know, that's quite a few years to go by. And I'm just going to make the assumption if there was something there, if there's something paranormal, uh, you probably would have experienced a lot more during those years, right? So it's quite possible that your brother was just going through a phase. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Hey, thank you, Sanctuary, for uh, sharing that. All right. What's next? Yeah, this whole uh, COVID thing over here in the States with the uh, kids going back to school, I, always, I already suspected that there was going to be some problems. You know, kids wearing their masks, uh, trying to be uh, distanced, uh, you know, germs. When I was in school, I liked to, uh, you know, do spit wads, <laughs> right? And, you know, kids aren't exactly... Uh, the cleanest types of uh, individuals, right? Stuffing things in their mouths, eating crayons, that sort of thing. So, yeah, they're finding, uh, Was it, Georgia? There's quite a few students that uh, have tested positive after going back to school. So there's uh, quite a few students in uh, quarantine. So, yeah, that's uh, they're looking at that now. A bunch of states doing remote learning at home. So I guess we'll find out how that goes as time goes on. All right, what's next? What do we got here? This one is by Rob, and it's titled The Birdhouse. Okay, Rob, let's see what you got, man. Hey, Aaron, hope all is well. I've written before about things that have happened on duty and wanted to send you one more head-scratcher. Back in 2007, I was assigned to the Community Policing Division. We were tasked with drug and other crime issues stemming from abandoned homes. One of these houses was known by the local cops as the Bird House. Originally built in the early 1920s as a private residence, it was approximately 6,000 square feet and three stories tall. The residence was later turned into a private elder care facility in the 1970s before it was closed in the late 90s. The house was referred to as the birdhouse as the roof was damaged and birds had moved into the attic and third floor of the residence. My partner and I were checking the inside of the birdhouse for trespassers and had cleared the interior from the first to the third floor. I was on the east side of the house holding the stairwell, and my partner was clearing the rooms. My partner came running across the house yelling at me. He said, very funny, you scared the crap out of me. I asked what he was talking about as I had not left the stairs on the third floor landing. He said he had seen what he believed to be me walk by the room, look at him, and run off. I laughed and said, "Uh, Nope, bud. Not me. He swore someone else was in the house, because we were the only two in there. I called for the rest of the team and met them on the first floor. There was one stairwell, so we went down and watched it until they got there, making sure no one came down behind us. We methodically checked the first floor. We heard someone walking heavily on the second floor directly above us. The rest of the team heard this and knew someone else was in the house. We left one person at the stairwell to make sure no one went up or down while we were checking. We methodically checked the second floor. We all heard someone now walking on the third floor, again directly above us. We stopped in our tracks and listened to the footsteps traverse the third-floor hallway directly above us. We again left someone at the third-floor landing by the stairs and checked the third floor. No one was there. We now all heard someone again on the second floor running down the hallway, including the guy watching the stairs. We again checked the second floor. No one was there. We were standing talking about how to box this unknown person, or persons, in. They had to be getting by us. But how? This all came to an end as while we were making a plan to box said person in, we heard someone walking in the room just west of our location. The person was walking toward the closed door where we were standing. We opened the door, guns drawn, and no one was there. I then lost half the team to them fleeing the house, using choice words, not safe for broadcast, scared out of their minds. Needless to say, we never went back inside that building. It was taken over and demolished by the city a few months later. I would have loved to dive into the history of the place, but... It is now gone. We still get together all these years after and wonder what exactly was in the birdhouse. Thanks again for the great show. Love the podcast, Rob. Rob, <laughs> hey man, thank you for sharing. Great story. Uh, yeah, Rob has. Uh, it's been a while, Rob. If you're listening to this, but uh, yeah, he's sending another story, and of course, as you guys. Uh, heard from the story he's law enforcement I think he's down there in Florida but uh, yeah I love these stories that come in from well I love all your guys' stories but when it comes from uh, you know professionals like a medical doctor or in this case law enforcement it's uh, because they don't normally talk about this stuff just because well you know uh, if it gets out they got a lot to lose right Uh, but of course here on RPA it's a safe environment community no one's going to know who you are so yeah uh yeah hey what can i say man you law enforcement guys you are trained um uh, to pay attention to details so and you've gone into great detail here i can only imagine yeah that's the correct response from your the other guys there near the end of the story uh you hear these footsteps finally coming towards a, a door on the floor that you guys are on and you guys open up the door and you guys are you know obviously you guys think there is someone there you have your guns drawn ready and then boom you open up the door and no one's there and they got the hell out of there <laughs> I'm just imagining uh you know this uh image in my head yeah man it reminds me of a, I think I mentioned this before some of your old timers might remember this but uh I listen to radio shows too and there was a radio show I was listening to, listening to that was down in Texas, and a, a retired police captain got on, and he mentioned that, yeah, police officers, they do, when they go out, uh, especially at night for some odd reason, uh, they do experience some odd things, but they don't talk about it, and they'll only talk uh, about it to the partner, right, or to very close friends on the force. Uh, and this captain mentioned one story. It was a domestic violence call. And things were just moving in this house when they entered and, you know, tried to take control of the situation between man and wife. And that spooked him. And the surprising thing is, he says when these police officers make out the report, they don't usually mention anything, you know, supernatural, paranormal, weird. They don't put that in the report. But in this case, he was impressed because uh, the officers did mention You know, things moving on their own in the house while they were there. (laughs) So, yeah. Hey, Rob. uh, Yeah, great story. I like the detail. I always like people's, uh, uh, how they felt uh, and what they did during this time. And, yeah, I liked how you guys just thought there was someone there and you were confused how, you know, how they were getting past you. You know, they're on the second floor, third floor. And then when you guys are on the third floor, they're back on the second floor. You're hearing these footsteps yeah cool stuff man thanks again and that is it guys that's all that's in the the printout from uh, Britt's packet that she sent me just a friendly reminder that uh, tomorrow Tuesday is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show and this Wednesday a brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas and as I mentioned before we got a brand new category of entertaining short films which will have you know short films indie films from 10 minutes on up for your enjoyment I hope you guys like it. And those will be released along with the video shows on the first Friday of every month. And as always, guys, we are flattered that you come here to the RPA Network and watching or listening to the shows and finding something that you enjoy. We really appreciate it. And, of course, we want to thank our premium members for joining up. It really helps us out and helps us pay the bills. And if you guys are interested in becoming a premium member, it's $3.99 a month. And you get all the previous RPA episodes, the bonus episodes, listener stories, interviews, and also folklore from cultures from around the world. Hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment. And you can do that by going to realparanormalactivity.com, big old button there that says get premium membership, create your own account, username and password, and you are off. Or if you have the RPA app, you can sign up through there as well. And with that, I am calling it. The show been produced by myself and Britta, and as also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.